Okay, so we're on Dalit Amid Beis, about five lines up from the bottom, the two dots. V'shena Gavaya Sar Tvachim. So Mishnah said if you have a sukkah that's not at least 10 Tvachim, I it's possible. So we're going to spend today talking about where we get this minimum of 10 Tvachim. Okay, now what was the member? The member was orientation of the first step. The R is nine talking for and fitness was not. Okay, that's the very process. Um, that's the very process. Okay, take the tennis, have you got it? Can you back in front of the number? When I added the and he's speaking to Moshe from 10 to above the ground. That means that 10 to above the ground is a different area, a different domain. The domain of man goes that Hashem is going to stand on Harazesim. Now, there, here the Lashon is stand. Stand is mashma, that his feet are going to be touching the ground. Mara says, no, once again, it's at least 10 to above the mountaintop. In fact, the Gemara. Did Moshe and Elio not actually go up to the heavens? That Moshe went up to God. He remained 10 Tvachim from the heavens. So actually, it comes out there's three domains over here. From the ground up to 10 Tvachim is the domain of man. From the heavens down, 10 Tvachim is the domain of God. And, and obviously up in the heavens. Between 10 Tvachim below the heavens and 10 Tvachim above the ground, that area is sometimes man's domain and sometimes God's domain. Sometimes God comes down to meet us ten tefachim above the ground. Sometimes man goes up to be ten tefachim below God. For example, and similarly, went up in a whirlwind to heaven. Again, he remained below ten tefachim. That Hashem allows him to grasp onto the face of the kisei, and he spreads upon him his cloud, referring to Moshe. That Hashem protected Moshe by putting the shechina on him, the cloud, to protect Moshe from the malachim, who Moshe was afraid the seraphim would burn him up. Moshe says again, again, Moshe remained below ten tefachim from the heavens. But it says that Hashem allowed Moshe to grab onto the throne. So obviously Moshe was up there. So Gemara says. No, God lowered the kisya cover down ten tefachim. Moshe was immediately below ten tefachim, so he could reach up with his hand and grab onto it. Now, Bishlam Aaron Tish, I understand that the Aaron was nine tefachim tall. Again, the Ksiv Aaron Asay Shitim. I'm a sign bechetzi arkai. The height is two. I'm sorry, the length is two and a half amas. The amma bechetzi rachbi one and a half its width. The amma bechetzi kamas one and a half its height. Now, a a six tefachim to an amma. Okay. So one and a half, nine, nine tefachim is one and a half amas. So if the height of the aron is one and a half amas, it's nine tefachim. So that's why I know nine tefachim. Beferish in the pasuk. Ela kapayis tefach minolan. How do you know the kapayis is another tefach thing? Tani Reb Chanino kalakeru shalos the Moshe. All the kind of Moshe made. Nasta ben Torah midas arka midas rachman umidas kemasan. That the Torah gave the measurement of the length, width, and the height. Okay. Kapayis midas arka midas rachman nasna. However, when it came to the cover of the aron, the Torah only gives the length and the width. I mean, this Kamasalai Nasa doesn't give the height. Say, Ulamad, Mipachos, Shema Caleb. So go and learn from the least of the other Caleb. In other words, it has some height. So learn it out from the least, the smallest of the measurements from the other Caleb. It's at least the same as that one. You have to make a border for, of one Tafach around the Shulchan. Just like there, it's a Tafach, Avkan Tafach, over here it's a Tafach. Why don't we learn from actual Caleb? Not from an accessory. 
the border, the Mizgeres that goes around the Shulchan, which you have here in the picture, is the Mizgeres. Okay, you see the Mizgeres here? Okay, that is an accessory to the table. Here, the Gemara understands that it's not, it's not held up by it. It's just, it's around it. Mm-hmm. So Gemara says, oh, it's just a surrounding. Gemara says, tefastim arubaloi, tefastim tefastim, right? You have no right to take too much. You can try to take too much, you have nothing. In other words, the concept is like this. When the Torah says yamim, multiple, you have no right to say that that's six or seven days. The smallest amount that it could mean. When, there's, when it says yom, it's one day. When it says yamim, multiple, you say two days. Why don't you say three? Because tefastim arubaloi, tefastim. You have no right to jump to larger amounts. Same thing over here. I got to learn from something. So the next smallest measurement that I have in the Torah for a keli is the miskeres. The miskeres, therefore, I'm going to learn after the miskeres, even though it's only an accessory. In fact, the Gemara, oh, you're learning after accessories. You're able to meet sits. Why don't we learn from the sits, the Tanya? Sits zayma kimintash shelzav. It was like a gold plate. Rachav shteyat spice. Two finger breaths wide. And here's the kasha. It's only two finger breaths. It's not, it's not uh, one tefach. Umukaf meyazin al-aizin. It reached from here to here. Because I have shtey shitin. had two lines on it. Yud on the upper line was Hashem's name, the Yudke Vavke, Kaidish Lamid. And right, so it said Kaidish Lashem. But if you see below, there's a Machlaikis Rashi Tyson Rabbeinu Tam, exactly how it said it. Rashi says exactly how the Gemara says, Yudke Vavke was written above Kaidish La. The problem that Tyson has with it is then you can't read it. When you're going to read Kaidish Lashem, you can't read it in order. It's, it's upside down. So therefore, Tyson says, but, but you can't put Kaidish La on top of Yudke Vavke. You can't put something on top of the name of Hashem. So therefore, oh, so you put it, Yudke Vavke, to the end of the line, and Kaidish Lashem. On the beginning, the next line, Rabbeinu Tam has it just the other way around, Kaidesh La on the end of the line, and Yudke Vavke. But again, nothing above the Yudke Vavke. Okay, so Vama Rebbe, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Yisrael, Rebbe Yisrael, I saw the tzitz in Rome, in Rome. the emperor <laughs> let, me, let me look at it, because of a love, Kaidesh Lashem Shidach, so it's all written on one line. Now it's interesting, he brings down at the bottom, is that even though I, so he saw it, so what's the Chachamim Shita to argue? So the Chachamim hold that the evidence could be written on one line. And it could be that they, so they say it's possible the one you saw was written, was done by the Evan, but the Chachil, it's not supposed to be done that way, but interesting. Okay? So, so I, but the Gemara says clearly it's two finger breaths. The Gemara says, don't clean me, clean me, don't clean me, Tachshit. No, we'd rather learn from another Kaili and not learn from a Tachshit. In fact, the Gemara, Renelif Mizar, why don't you learn from the crown, right? The Zer Zahav that went around Kalim. Damamar, Zer Mashahu, the Zer was even the slightest of heights. Again, don't clean me, clean me, don't clean me, Hechshir clean, from something that's an accessory. Oh, accessory. Hachi, miskeris, nami, actually, kliu. The miskeris is also an accessory. And for the Gemara, no, miskeris, delamata, yisa. This is the picture over here, Eddie. It's underneath. It actually supports the table. So it's not an accessory. It's a key component. The table rested on this, on this border, and therefore, it's part of the table. It's not an accessory anymore. Okay, that's good. According to one who says, yeah, it's below. It's an accessory. So the one who says it was above, Mike, what are you going to say? It's an accessory also. So Gemara falls off of that. Gemara says, I'll give you another reason. I want to use something that the Torah gave a measurement for to compare it to something else the Torah gave a measurement for. Don't ask me from the tzitz which the Torah doesn't give a measurement. The measurement of two finger breasts is Midr And the czar, the, the crown also, the Torah doesn't give a measurement for. The Torah doesn't give a measurement for them. I'd rather not compare it to them. Okay. Gemara now gives another source how you know that the, again, we know the Aaron is nine tfachim. Why? Because it says Amma Vechetzi, and that's nine tfachim. How do you know the kapayres, the cover, is one tafach? He says from here, it says, that the coin should sprinkle on the face of the kapayres. So a pnei, a face, a human face is not less than a tafach. And since it speaks about a panay, a face, it's got to at least be a tafach. It's like this huge, massive bird that the Gemara talks about in Bukhairas. Uh, that, that it's a much larger face. How do you know it's only a tafach? 
Right? No, we have no right. The smallest face is a tefach. But why don't we say it's as small as a small tiny bird, which is smaller than a tefach? Right? That he went from before the face of Yitzhak, his father. Over there, Yitzhak is a human face. So over there, since Pnei Pnei, it's a, at least a Tafach. That's how you know that the Kaparis is at least a Tafach. Why do you learn from the face of an A Malach, which sometimes could take a human form, and it's obviously larger than a Tafach? That it says over there, <coughs> excuse me, it says over there in, that it was like seeing the face of God, right? Uh, uh, so the Gemara says, right? A human face could measure a tefach, a minimum, and therefore I'm going to go with the smallest share. But help me, Kruv. Why do we learn around from a Kruv? That it says on top of the Kaparis will be the face of Kruvim. So it was, say it was less than a tefach, that the faces of the Kruvim are also less than a tefach. We have a tradition that the Kruvim are also not, the faces of the Kruvim are not less than a tefach tall. Vunanami, Mehachagamravun also learned here that the covering was also a tefach tall. Okay. Now, my Kruv, what is the meaning of the word Kruv? Amarabi Avo, Karabia means like a child. She came above a car in the Yunuk Arabia. That's what they call a young child, they call a Rabia. But how do you explain the puzzle that says one of the faces was the face of a kruv. The second face was the face of a man. If you tell me a kruv is a young child, so then that's a human face. And what do you have to tell me? That's also a human face. Just say, this one was a pnei adam and this one was a pnei adam. This pnei adam was young, this pnei adam was old, but it's both pnei adam. No, it's telling you, one face was large like an adult, and one face was young like a small like a small child. That's what's telling you the actual face size of the face with different size. How do you know? Now the command is a different kasha. Okay, fine. I grant you that it's tetzvachim is a minimum shear. But who says it's excluding the schach? Maybe it means including the schach. In other words, the actual ear space is less than tetzvachim. But when you include the area of the schach, it's another tetzvach and a half of the schach. So the sukkah is going to be eight and a half tetzvachim, let's say. And the schach is another tetzvach and a half. And I'm good. I got my tetzvachim including the schach. The Gemara says, "Enochanami." The Gemara says, "I'll give you another source." It says over there regarding the base of Megiddo. The house that Shlomo built for God, sixty amos long, esim rachboy twenty width, thirty amos high. Okay, key here is thirty amos high. Now, the height of the one crib was ten amos, and so was the second. But Tanya, we learned that a brayso. Okay, so the crib now is ten amos, and we learned mametzino base elam krubim b'shlish habayis enon. We find that the Kruvim stand in a third of the house, okay? Meaning a third of the uh, height of the height, right. That they stood, they reached to a third of the of the, of the height of the base of Mikdash. Now Mishkanami, Kruvim Shishabai same way. Similarly in the base in the Mishkan, they also reached to a third of the height. Now Mishkan Kamahavi, how tall was the Mishkan? As Amos, it was ten Amos. As Amos, Arecha Karish, each Keresh, each plank that was the wall was ten Amos. Kamahavi, Kamahavi Luhu, how many Tvachim are ten Amos? Sheetin. So the sixty Tvachim. Now, tilting kamave, how much is a third of that? That's from Pushkin. That's 20 tvachim. Okay? So now it says that they reached a third. And we see here that they're 20 tvachim from the floor. And what do you see? What? That they stood on top of the cover. So, dal asar the arun v'kaparis. Remove the 10 of the arun and the kaparis. Pashlu asar, you have 10. So you see here that the kruvim, head to toe, was 10 tvachim tall. Okay? Now, uksiv, v'hoyu akruvim parasichinafayim l'malasich mechafayim l'kaparis, that they have wings spread above. With sheltering it with their wings. Now, what do you see here? The wings went above them, 
It's called a schach, schacha, and it's above ten tzvachim. So what do you see here? That the ten tzvachim, the schach has to be above. The schach is excluding the ten tzvachim. It's above it. How do you know that the kruvim's wings were spread above the heads? Maybe it was below them. Maybe it was spread alongside the heads. Meaning the schach too could be part of the ten tzvachim height. It says above, means above the heads. Then with the midlay tuvay. Maybe they were very far ahead. In other words, you need even more than 10 tzvachim to be called tzvach. Maybe you need 11 tzvachim, 12 tzvachim. No, miksiv lamayla, lamayla, high above. No, it just says above, which means immediately above. So therefore, what do you see here? You see a very nice thing that ties it all together. The kruvim are airspace, so the kruvim is 10 tzvachim. The height of the schacha that's covering the wings is right above 10 tzvachim. So what do you see here? 10 tzvach with tzvach. There you go. That's good, according to Meir said. All the Amas were medium sized Amas, meaning that they were exactly six Tvachim. Okay? It says that the Amma of the Mishkan was six. But of the Kalim was five. Michael and what are you going to say? Armor Kaparis Kamehavi. So the Gemara here does, does the math. Armor Kaparis Kamehavi, how much were they? Tmanyo Paga, eight and a half. They're only eight and a half because each Amma is five. So one and a half times five is seven and a half. Now with the eight and a half, when you take it out of the 20, you have a space of 11 and a half from the 20. So say that a sukkah needs 11 and a half trachim, right? Again, if we're using the schacha svara, according to Rabbi Huda, they took up a third, right? They took up a third, they went a third high, which is 20 trachim, right? We know that. Now, the Aaron, according to him, was only seven and a half trachim at all. So that means, how do you get from seven and a half to 20? You got to add another 11 and a half. Now, if you're adding 11 and a half, and it's called schach at 11 and a half. 12 and a half, I'm sorry. Uh, 12 and a half, I'm sorry. It's eight and a half, not seven. Sorry, eight and a half, thank you. It's eight and a half and 12 and a half, thank you. So, so what do you see? 12 and a half, you need 12 and a half, and then you have schach. Not, not the 10 like we said. El According to Rabbi you're going to have to say, it's Allah Lamaishmi Sinai. That a sukkah requires a wall ten tefachim high. Measurements, chatzitzin, umechitzin. What makes up a mechitzin? It's all halacha l'mayshmi sinai. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's no basis. All halacha l'mayshmi sinai. There's no basis in the Torah. Shira deraisin inu, but the measurements are deraisin. The chaver tzchitzin. Sorry, gefenu tein of rimayin. Eretz yishemenu devash. Now, v'amar b'chana. Call a pasuk and tell us shira nema. Every item in this pasuk was made for a measurement. In other words, each one of these fruits represents a shear in halacha. Chita l'bayis hamenuga. Wheat is the size of a house with sarastetanan. Anichnas l'bayis hamenuga v'kelav aksefav. Garments on his shoulders. V'sandal v'tabayis v'yada. Shoes and rings being carried in his hand. And that they're not worn. Hu v'hein tamei miyad. They become tamei immediately. Ha'yu lavish kelav. But if he was wearing them, v'sandal v'ragla v'tabayis v'tabayisav. Shoes worn on his feet and the ring on his finger. Hu tamei miyad. V'hein tamei miyad. V'hein tamei achilas pras. The time it takes to eat half a loaf. Wheat and not barley. Reclining and eating it with a uh, with a dip. So the point is, chitin is the shear of how much you have to eat in order for kalim that you're wearing to be tummy when you walk into a house. That's the rash. Let's stop here.